you wake up today like you woke up yesterday and you choose to wear your fancy files shirt like the day before and the day before that and probably tomorrow as well. You make a choice, a choice to support, a choice to encourage, and a choice to share your favorite podcast with the world. And when finally you get confronted with the fact that you've been wearing the same shirt over and over and over, and someone finally pops up the question, will you ever stop wearing that shirt? No, I won't. Get yours in the link in the description below. This message was brought to you by Christian Service. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the Fancy File Podcast. I am your host, Greg the Scott, and today we have a very, very special group of panelists with me because we actually have the entire panelist team gathering together to once again study God's Word. I'm very excited about it. I hope you guys are excited about it. Uh, then there's so much to say. Actually, for those of you who are uh, writing notes, you know, you have your little journal out and you're keeping track of just where we're going with fancy files. This is actually the first time we're actually recording in the year 2022. Nice. So when we recorded the Happy New Year one, that was like in September. And uh, we kind of said things that we hoped would be in the year 2022. And I listened to that and realized I was way off, mm-hmm. way off, especially with my prediction about the Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> that was, whoa. Surprisingly, I was right on the money. <laughs> so that worked out. Mickey boy. And for those of you, and, and actually, I think this might be the first time we're actually recording where we're actually on Spotify. That's I don't fair. know if I'm right about that, but we are, by the way, on Spotify as you're listening to this. I'm sure you know. And Apple Podcasts. Is it Apple Podcasts? It's Both. on everything. Yeah. It's called Apple Pie. It's not Apple Pie Podcast? No, they missed out. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm kidding. I know what Apple Podcast is. Oh, and Greg, there's other news too, right? Recently, we actually got a, a notification from Feedcast that we are ranked number 12 out of the top 100 Christian podcasts. What's Feedcast? It's Feedpost, but yes. Eh, Feedpost. Yeah, in North America, which is actually really good. Yeah. Woo! And uh, that's all thanks to you listeners. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for interacting. And uh, those five-star reviews helps a lot. Did someone give us a five-star review? Probably me. I did too. You so did? there's at least two. That means 100% of five-star reviews just, are five stars. Just wait. Okay. <laughs> They're going to be like, oh, what's Fancy Files? Start listening. Wait a minute. It's about the Bible. One star. Which is fine. That's cool, man. Like, you don't you don't like Bible stuff, but you got to know coming in. This is, We're going to be talking about the Word of God. 
we are Christian. We're not going to be compromising what we believe in. So if you like non-biblical, non-Christian compromising stuff, you might want to go listen to another podcast. <laughs> but I don't think we're at the place right now where anyone on Spotify is going to threaten to remove their music catalog because they don't like what we say. Yet. Yet. Uh, Yet. But we have high hopes. <laughs> there might be some musicians. I have no problem with them removing their catalog. Fair. We Fair should enough. also draw attention to the fact that we do, in fact, have listeners over in Europe. And that actually, that's incredible. Surprising and incredible. We saw that we have people who are listening not only within Quebec and Canada. Yes, there is there is people. And by the way, shout out to my mom once again. Thank you, mom, for being our number one fan. And I think my sister listens too. She's in another province. So that's good. Shout out to them. Everyone say hi to my mom. Hello. Hi, Greg's mom. Good. Hello, mommy. I'll call you later. Um, we have people in the U.S. that are listening. Yep. A lot of people, actually. Yeah. It's pretty frightening. Yeah, yeah. And we have people in Europe that are listening. In the U.K., in Ireland, in Belgium. Yep, Belgium has a big hotspot of listeners. There's apparently a hotspot. So shout out to you guys. Thank you very much. Wherever you're listening, we greatly appreciate it. We hope that uh, this podcast is a great blessing to you. Yes, and uh, for anyone who's outside of Quebec... Just send us like a message and uh, we would like to uh, say hi and potentially give you a discount for shirts as well because we can do that. I think we'll make it happen or we'll I'll just we'll try to make it pocket and send you a shirt. <laughs> well, and, and, and that actually that's a good point. That you bring it up. We do have shirts and we have a tumbler. Yep. And in fact, right before this episode, the, the ad that Mick made in his own free time will be playing right before this podcast. It's oh, pretty nice. great. Yes. There's black shirts and there's red shirts. Get the black shirt because the red shirt, you go out in a red shirt, you're not making it home. If you don't get that, that's fine. <laughs> Ezra got it. That's fine. Uh, so actually we're planning on, and we, by the way, like, and subscribe Christian service or the Christian service. There might be a link. There's a link. On... Oh, there's always a link. Okay, there's a link somewhere on the YouTube page. Subscribe on YouTube, The Fancy File, or is it? Through... No, it's Christian Service. Yeah, so you're going to want to go to Christian Service Church. It's the YouTube channel that you're, if you're on YouTube listening to this, you're almost definitely able to click on that channel. Subscribe. Uh, hit the bell for notifications, as cliche as that phrase is. And uh, share this with your friends. Anyone you think would get like deep like help or interest in the subjects that we talk about feel free to share the link to the channel with them uh and again we're also on spotify and apple podcasts so feel free to follow us there if that is your cup of tea and there might be a plan in motion to actually have a separate facebook and instagram page for the fancy files so if anyone wants to reach out to us and message us ask questions have comments we want to be able to facilitate that. You could also do that through the Christian Service Facebook page as well. And the Instagram. And Instagram. Right. Okay. Yes. Perfect. Uh, so, yes. So, as I said earlier, my name is Greg the Scott. I am your host today. And I have with me, and you've already heard them chatting away, my group of panelists that are going to help me to dissect the Word of God. First, to my left, yes. And your left, maybe your right, depends how you're looking at this on the radio dial. If you're listening to it, 
on the radio, I got my man, the Mickey. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Ecstatic to be here again. You look well. Thank you. I've uh, cut down on coffee massively. Because the last time we recorded, you got lost. Not spiritually. Oh, okay. I think you went for a walk and then something happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Got lost in the woods and uh, during the recording, and then when I came back, uh, I was sitting on a chair. Which is a great thing to happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chairs are greatest inventions in sliced bread. Good. Yep. Did the sliced bread come out first or chairs? Uh, I think it was like kind of a tie for first. It was a tie. Okay. <laughs> well, Mick, we look forward to what you have to say today. Thank you. I'm sure it's going to be encouraging, insightful, and Michalicious. <laughs> we also have with us, and you've heard him chat, we got uh, Ezra, the Ezrasaurus Rex. Don't call me Rexy. Good How's day, it going, sir. Rexy? Uh, things are well. The news that we were number 12 in North America really made my day when I got the news. It was, mm. you know, it's a, it's a nice mark in my my belt on the work that we all do here. Mm. And yeah, yeah, it felt good. Amen. Good. Well, I look forward to you sharing with us today Same. the wit and wisdom of the Ezra Sorx Rex. Thank you. And we also have, last but not least, Melanie. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I like your shirt. It's the oh. gospel for those of you who can't see it. Well, all of you. All of you. <laughs> all for of the... you. Can anybody out there see this? Big Brother. Let's hope not. Is, Br- is Big Brother tuning in to watch my shirts? Well, I hope so. They need I the hope gospel. Because so, he needs the gospel. Maybe Big Brother needs fashion tips, and they like to look at the fancy file host <laughs> to see what he's wearing. I don't know if I said it, but his shirt says John 3.16, and it, it has the verse written on it. It does. And so it's it's perfect. I'd shout out for, to where I got it from, but that fact eludes me right now. So no shout out will be given. <laughs> Melanie, how are you? I'm good. Good. I'm excited for you to share. I see you're ready to go. I'm ready to go. Yes. Melanie is to my right and to your left, folks. <laughs> I mean, just, all, all just... the microphones are set to middle, so no one has left or right leanings here oh. in terms oh, of audio. I'm right leaning. <laughs> And there goes the entirety of the listening uh, body right there. Gone. Everyone's Actually, gone. no, we, we've got a lot of people in the south. Uh, we're, yeah. we're good. We just got more viewers. Yeah, we got San Antonio <laughs> on that map, so we're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, it's it's been a while. For you guys, it's two weeks. For us, it's been a couple of months, actually, since we recorded. It's good to be honest, so you guys know where we're at. Uh, but we've been going through an incredible series. I believe it's incredible uh, through uh, Colossians chapter three and thinking back to how far it's been since we started and the, the amount of podcasts we've released on it. It's like, do I remember everything we said? And there has been so much depth to this. And I'm sure it's made you laugh. It's made you cry. It's upset you. Maybe some people got are about to get upset. Spaghetti. Maybe not. Maybe maybe the spaghetti is so good that they, they eat the whole thing. Who knows? You know, I hope that uh, it's it's an encouragement to you. That's what we want to encourage you. We like to be silly, but we're also very serious about our faith. So I know there's some, like, always serious people out there. Absolutely no humor whatsoever. 
Well, I feel sorry for you guys. But for those of you who like humor and who like to listen to a serious message, uh, we hope uh, that uh, this has been an encouragement. Uh, so I'm going to ask Mick, who is the official Bible reader of the Fancy File Podcast. He is going to read. And actually, I want you this time to read all the verses. Colossians 3, verses 1 through 7. Good. Because starting at Genesis would have been pretty long. <laughs> We're going to start in Genesis, get the whole context in, there and then go. finish with the Revelation. So for those with uh, your Bibles, I'm reading from the New King James. It's all right. so strange. Not the ESV. It's out of character for me. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will appear with him in glory. Therefore, put to death your members which are on earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. Amen. Amen. Wow. Thank you. That feel good? It felt great. Yeah, you looked like it felt great. Uh, it, it did. Thank you. Excellent. I hope everyone out there was blessed by Mickey's writing. There might his reading. reading. I didn't no, write see, this. that was prophetic <laughs> because the writings are coming. It's true. Yeah, his yes, his reading. He did not write that. Yeah, that's true. Okay, uh, so we have been talking about knowing our identity in Jesus Christ. I feel like that's been a bit of a theme that would be we've been going through in the fantasy files. I believe that's very important for Christians. Uh, we need to know who we are in Jesus. We need to know what Jesus says about us. We need to know what the Word of God says about us. There is so much out there that kind of speaks over us. Maybe not directly like pointed at you and it's going to come to attack you. Like Go out of its way like we're releasing this to, to get at Mick. But there's so much in pop culture telling us how we need to live, how we need to look, how we need to act, how we need to think, how we should feel, that if we're not careful, and if our diet, if the vast majority of our diet is that which is from the world, and we have very little of the Word of God, our identity, bit by bit, is going to be changed and shaped after the course of this world. Well, that's why it's so important, brothers and sisters in Christ, that you know what the Word of God says about you. Mm. You need to know this. You as a Christian cannot grow into full maturity if you do not know who you are in Jesus Christ. Now, the passage that we read, that's not the only thing the Bible has to say about who you are. You need to pick up the New Testament and go through it. You need to read it. You need to pour over its verses. You need to pour over its chapters. You need to read what the Holy Spirit is saying through the Bible to you. Memorize it. Make sure that the diet that you have in your life, is the, that the Word of God is greater than that which you are getting from the world. Look at the pattern set in the scriptures by Paul and by Peter, by John, by Christ, obviously by Christ, 
But look at men of God and how they've allowed themselves to follow Christ's teaching. Paul was able to say, follow me as I follow Christ. Mm -hmm. How is he able to do that? Because he actually sets a proper example. This should not be something that's foreign to us, that's unattainable. God is not going to tell us that you need to be like this if it's impossible to be like this. Yes, in our own self. But it's not impossible with the Holy Spirit's enabling power to become like Jesus Christ. It is not impossible to allow what the Word of God says about us, what God himself says to you, dear brother and sister in Christ. It is not impossible to attain to that and to believe it and allow it to change your hearts and your lives. Amen. Amen indeed. So before we dive into the verses where we left off, I just want to quickly just look at a few things that we read previously. I don't want to dive in too deeply unless the Holy Spirit takes control of this and this is focus on this, but I want us to, to just quickly look at it. Okay. Uh, so one, brother and sister, what is your position? And by position, what is your legal standing before God? How does God see you? Okay. And what is so important is, is looking at this and knowing this. I think sometimes when it comes to, you know, how we live our lives, there's a lot of, I need something very practical. And obviously the Bible is practical, right? And we're actually going to see some practical things, but a huge part of our living for God is knowing, believing and receiving that is actually very hard for people. Knowing your legal position in Christ, knowing how God sees you, what God says about you, is just as important and maybe at times even more important than the actions you live out for God. You might say, well, how can that be? Well, it be because God spent a lot of time telling you this. It's important because if you don't properly understand this, if you don't properly understand who you are, the way you live, it, it will be done with improper motives. It will be done improperly. You may, for example, if you don't know, like we did the series um, on salvation, right? And I think we, even within that, we talked a bit about justification by faith. Maybe not in depth, and we should probably do that in depth at some point. But if you don't know you're justified by faith, if you don't know that Jesus, what it means for him to die on the cross for your sins, and that when we accept what Christ has done for us, and that he becomes our Lord and Savior, that in the sight of God, all your sin has been paid for, and you're clean, and in his sight, you're justified, meaning as if you didn't sin. Obviously, we can go a lot deeper into that, but a lot of people say that, a lot of Bible scholars say it, a lot of Bible students and pastors say it, and I'm cool with it. I'm going to go with that, as if you didn't sin. And it's all based off of what Christ did at the cross, so you don't have to add to it. But if you don't know that, all that you could be doing for God can be done from the motive or belief that you need to earn God's love, that you need to earn God's favor. And then that could produce condemnation. You can be living under this heavy burden of, I'm not good enough for God. Now, just living under a burden where you think you're not good enough for anybody is awful. 
But living under a burden where you think you're not good enough for God, where you think I have to always please him, please him, please him, and he's never pleased, is not the place you want to be. Because the Bible says, when it talks about Christ, it says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And since a Christian is placed into Christ positionally when they get saved, that means that statement applies to us being in him. That means God is pleased with us because of what Christ has done, because of who he is. We don't have to do anything to add to that in our position. Yes, there's a difference between position and condition. We can get into that a little bit later. But we need to understand our position. I don't know if anyone wants to jump in on that quickly before we move on. Yes, Mickey, go for it. Yeah, I remember hearing in a sermon once how it's important that everything that we do stems from the love of Christ for us and from what Christ has done and that we make a clear distinction between that and working for the love of Christ, like to attain it and to get it. And I think sometimes we forget all of that when we are, um, when we find ourselves uh, trying to, I don't know, a lot of us do a lot of ministry work and it's, it's great, but there is that tipping point where you almost forget the original purpose of what you're doing when things become difficult or or when you gain success. So many people uh, lose sight of what um, what God has done for them because mm-hmm. of what God is using them for. And so, um, yeah, it is something that I know we will be studying when we look at the book of Acts and a bunch of different things. But um, I know for ourselves, we need to always remember and always kind of keep hold of that initial love, the initial work of Christ, and never to let go thinking that we can walk on our own in Very that good. field. Yeah. yeah, good point, yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I remember this one phrase that was said, and I forgive me, I don't remember who said it, but ultimately it comes down to the fact why Jesus came, right? His whole mission on earth was to come, for our justification because only a man like a human being could pay the price for the sin of adam right because we know in scripture that all sin came into the world by one man and thus by a man all sin needed to be removed i don't remember the the reference for that verse romans 5 i think thank you uh so we know that christ had to come because a man had to pay the sin so he had to come and be born of a virgin and come as fully man but he also had to come because only god could take the whole wrath of god and survive right he had to come as fully god fully man because he needed to pay the price for our sin otherwise as paul says all fall short of the glory of god and thus all merit going to hell so we need to remember that there is nothing we can do to justify ourselves before god because we can't afford to pay the debt that we owe him i just wanted to say that i'm reading this bible study and it's called preaching the gospel to yourself with our dear friend robin and um and it just reminded me of how much as christians um, we need to preach the gospel to ourselves daily. And back when I was younger in the faith, I thought that the gospel was only like something that had to be preached at my conversion. But 
as we are getting sanctified, we truly need to remember the gospel every single day so we don't fall back into that performance mindset and into condemnation because um, it's just everything has been done already. And so it's not glorifying God if we fall into condemnation because we're saying that um, or even if we try to do works because we're saying that his sacrifice on the cross was not enough. And so because we're we're um, because we still sin, we can forget these things and we have to be reminded of them daily. So I really I, I think it's really good that we're talking about this and I think we have to um, read Bible passages that talk about the gospel, but I truly believe that the whole Bible refers to the gospel in one way or another. So just staying in the word can be so is vital and it's so encouraging. So good points, everybody. Now, Christian's biggest battle obviously is going to be dealing with sin in one capacity or another. And so people will ask, how do I overcome sin? And you have much of the New Testament dealing with Christians and how they need to overcome sin. Actually, understanding who you are will help in that process because what you believe about yourself will reflect in how you live. And I just, I'm not going to point out every single thing it says in verses one to four. And we went over that in depth in the, I don't know how many we've done so far on this, but somebody knows. Uh, and maybe you're a huge fancy file and you know the numbers. And, and if you are, thank you. Um, you get a, and I haven't said this in a while, you get a fancy file or Christian service, no price. You want to know what that is? Just message us. All right, one, how does God see this? Well, first, we're raised with Christ. And that speaks of the new life we have. You're a Christian, you have new life. That in itself is freeing. Because who you were in the past, that's done with. Now, again, I know some people hear that and oh, excuses, bad behavior. Are you saying that if there's a criminal in jail, release them? No. The consequences for what you did still will follow you. If you were a murderer and you got saved and you're radically changed, it doesn't take away from what you did in the past, nor is it saying that you should be released from prison. The case in point, the son of Sam. Is it David Berkowitz, I think? I might be saying his name wrong. Um or messing his name up. But this, what he did, terrible. He goes to jail, he gets saved. And now I have seen, because a lot of people are interested in the true crime documentaries on Netflix. Some of them are very interesting. And so I've, I've seen interviews with some of these so-called serial killers that, you know, they've interviewed people, even like say Ted Bundy, who uh, was interviewing with, um, what's his name? Focus on the family. Um, I think it's Jim Dobson. And, you know, the man claimed that he had an encounter with God, but it seemed there was something amiss. And, you know, a lot of people may just say that just to get attention or, you know. But Son of Sam, David Berkowitz, I think is his name, uh, the, the change in this man's life, there is, you can see the difference. And, like, he, he's honest. He's like, I do not deserve to be released. I think when, like, every time he comes up for parole, I think he, I know at one point he was writing the governor. Uh, I think he's in New York. So he's writing the governor of New York and saying, do not release me. 
he recognizes what he did. It doesn't change the fact. But yet God changed this man that even in jail, he's helping and reaching out to people. Uh, and just his testimony of the fact that God can take such an evil, twisted individual like that and literally not only save them, change them. God doesn't just save you. He changes you. He raises you up with Christ. You're a new person. So you see that change. You see that evidence of it. David Berkowitz is, is you know, a perfect example of that. So for you out there listening, don't think that what you've done in your past can't be covered or changed by the, and washed in the blood and you'd be given a new, new life. So that's actually one thing. You need to accept that. You need to accept that you are raised with Christ. And then he says, our old life is dead. We're dead. Everything that you were is now gone. In the sight of God, he doesn't look at you as if, oh man, look at what you did back in the day. No. If you come to Christ, it's under the blood, it's taken care of. So that when he sees you, he sees Jesus. It's like, I like to use this analogy when I think about Israel. And when Israel would, would go in once a year into the holy of holy place, and they would do atonement, and they would put the blood over on the mercy seat. And in, in the Ark of the Covenant, there was the Ten Commandments. And God would be there in the Holy of Holies. So when he would, on, we'll just use this terminology, look down on any other day, he would see the law and he would know it was broken. But when the sacrifice would come in and the blood would put over it, when the Lord would look down, he wouldn't see the broken law. He would see the blood. Mm. When God looks at you and you're a Christian and born again, not I go to church and, I, and I've said some prayer. No, no, you've been born again. You're a true Christian according to the word of God. When God looks at you, he doesn't see that you've broken his laws. He sees the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. No, I agree. But it's just like Paul said, right? Everything that occurred in the Old Testament was a dim reflection of what was to come, right? And we can look back and see another example of that in Passover. As the angel of death was descending upon Egypt to take all their firstborn, they were instructed, take a lamb that is perfect, unspotted, there is nothing wrong with this lamb, slaughter it on your, your doorstep and cover your doorposts. And when I the angel of death comes, he'll look upon the doorpost, and if there is blood, he will pass over you. Mm. And if you look at where they had to put the blood in the case of the Passover, it was upon the top of the doorframe and upon the two posts and it cross right and so in in the same manner when we submit to christ when he saves us and we're born again whenever we sin god looks at us and his wrath sees the blood of christ on our life and he passes over us his wrath passes over us because we are covered by the blood of the lamb amen so our life is hid in Christ. We're dead in Christ. We're risen in Christ. We read that he is our life. He's our life. You may be confused about a lot of stuff on this earth. You may not know what direction to go in. You may not know what God has in store for you. 
especially in the times we're living now, everybody's plans, hopes, and dreams have been thrown into a blender. Facts. Yeah. Okay, people who may have been confident in what they are, were, job, whatever, whatever dream you had. This situation happened, threw all that out the window. Now, that doesn't mean that God still won't do it. But people have timelines, right? We kind of plan and we're very rigid in our plans. And some people, if they don't reach those goals, that can be a life-shaking event. Now, here's the thing. Now, planning, dreaming, those things are not wrong. I have to say that because I don't want people to write me. Like, what are you saying? You can't plan and dream? Of course you can plan and dream. However, your life, that isn't your life, so to speak. That can't be your entire, your whole identity. That can't be. Yet the Word of God tells us that Christ is our life. And if you're a Christian and you know this and it's biblical, He is your Lord. He is your source. He is your sustenance. He is your strength. He is your everything. So He has the right to come in and be like, these plans, give them to me. I'm going to throw them in the blender. Mm-hmm. But yet if we, and I know that's hard, Maybe for some Christians who live under persecution, that's normal, and they get that. For Christians who live in the comfortable West, which would be the vast, probably everyone that listens to this podcast, rocking the boat, no, we don't like that. We don't want the boat to be rocked. So when God uses things to rock the boat on us, we have a real hard time with it. But that's why we need to understand that He's our everything. And, and honestly understand it. And if you're struggling with that, be honest. Be honest with God. Be honest with others so people can pray for you. Mm. And then as we talked about last time, Christ and our identity in him doesn't just affect and cover the past and the present. It covers the future. Amen. It covers everything. It's, I don't know if it's the greatest term, but it's the greatest insurance policy you could ever have. Mm-hmm. It covers it all. There's no surprise like, you know, you get a policy and you think I'm taken care of until something bad happens and you find out, nope, you're not. Not the case with Christ. Your past is taken care of. Your present is taken care of in him and your future. Because our future in Jesus is glorification. Amen. That is our future. So just imagine everything that you were before Jesus is radically transformed. Like even now, it's radically transformed, but it's only the beginning. Mm. We only have a part, a first fruit of what the gospel does for us. There is still more, and it's better than what we have here. It's greater than what we have here. So Christ being our life and the struggles we have, the day is coming. The day is coming, whether you go into the ground or Christ, the trumpet sounds and he calls you up. The day is coming. You are going to meet Jesus, dear brother and sister. And the resurrection will happen and you will be given a brand new glorified body that won't waste away. And you won't have to worry about being overweight. You won't have to worry about your identity of looks anymore. 
because he's going to take care of all that. Mm. You don't have to worry about what anyone else says because all that will matter is what he says. Amen. And when he comes back, we're coming back with him. Amen. When the clouds break open and Jesus steps foot out of the portals of glory, mm. the church of Jesus Christ, every saint of God is coming back with him. You are coming back. That means you are coming back as a conqueror. That's your position. That's who you are in Jesus Christ. Now, my panelists, if we are believing this, properly understanding this, how will that affect how we live? I think it gives us hope in affliction and it gives a purpose to our sorrow because honestly, even just now, I just feel so blessed just being reminded of the gospel and not only that um, it's good news for now, but it's going to be good news later. Like our lives, like there's more to this life. There's, we are going to be glorified. And so we know that all of this affliction is temporary and we have a greater hope that is to come. And um, it's just so comforting and it gives me so much peace and it gives me yeah it gives a purpose to my tears and and I know that I have a God who cares and I know that I have a God who because he was human he can sympathize with me in my weakness and he's there for me and he he sees me and he cares and he's for me and so I just I can't even comprehend it fully and i it's just such a blessing wow that's great before we continue with the question i actually have a question for you <gasps> melanie you said something i like he, he cares right mick why do you think christians struggle with believing that god cares i think it comes down to other christians if i'm being like very blunt and honest about it i think it's hard sometimes to think that maybe christians care as you know i mean the world as a whole is fairly uncaring uh you know a few celebrities every now and then gather and sing we are the world or whatever other bogus song <laughs> but you know to give them the appearance that they care but realistically everyone kind of lives their own different things and um we don't really know the struggles of others until we're really in it. Um, you know, you can struggle with depression or, you know, you can see people who struggle with depression, but really you don't understand until you're kind of, you know, stuck in bed for three weeks. Like you just can't it, uh, until you get there. Um, not that you have to get there, obviously, but there is that disconnect. And I think Christians have a hard time believing that God cares because we humanize God too much. Yeah. We make God to be like us when God's ultimate purpose is to make us like Christ. Um, and so by doing that, I think we miss the point. We miss the blessings that come from knowing the end goal, right? I, I hold firmly to what I call the chains of grace. This idea that, you know, there all these things are like, interlocked together the fact that we are justified that we are being sanctified that we will be glorified these things hold 
you know, hold each other. It's a package deal, you know? Yeah. And obviously there is a few other chain, like chain links, you know, you can add to that, uh, you know, depending where you stand, I guess, but like election and all these things and that you can hold firm to because it's not in your own power. It is in the power of God himself. He is the one who saves. And I'm able to trust that God cares because God says so, because his word proves it over and over and over. And because God became like us Mm. in order, like I said, for us to become like him. And so we get to hold on to that. And I think the sooner we let go of this desire to humanize God because it doesn't, he doesn't fit in our box. Mm. Um, And this isn't like deconstructing or trying to, you know, make it sound super emerging or whatever. It's just a question of like, God's not us. He's not like us. He is so foreign to us that it is intimidating to us. Yeah. And so the sooner we let go of that, the greater our lives are going to be, right? Because like how Melanie was talking about um, in the bad times and stuff. Well, even the good times, we have no idea how that's going to look like in glory. Our good times are horrible compared to what's going to come. Right. Even my victories, you know, Mm. I could do all these great things. And it is nothing compared to being fully glorified and being in the presence of the Almighty. Mm. Amen. Amen. That's good. I want to say this just before we get, because I want to get back to the question I originally asked that Melanie uh, answered. This needs to be said over and over again. And we need to remind ourselves and... So for those of you who are listening, we're actually Pentecostal. I don't know if everyone would say they're Pentecostal, but maybe they might think of themselves more charismatic. But still, we're on this. We're in the same 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 room. So, um, being Pentecostal, being charismatic, there is a huge emphasis, or or there at least there was, on walking in faith. Mm-hmm. Now that. It's not exclusively Pentecostals, Charismatics, believe me. I want to say that. That's not saying that Baptists or anyone else out there that's not Pentecostal, Charismatic, don't believe that. But growing up and listening to a lot of Pentecostal and Charismatic preachers, there was a huge emphasis on believing God, walking in faith. Mm. I think today, a lot of Christians, there is a struggle where they rely a lot on their feelings. Mm. a lot on their feelings and so their whole identity everything who they are is based in their feelings and so if they're not feeling it therefore god isn't with me if they're and and that is a danger of the whole the whole feelings movement which is in the pentecostal charismatic side so we need to get back to believing that look we walk by faith not by sight i love i love that bible verse walk by faith not by sight and walking by faith is just taking those that step and trusting that God is going to do what he says he does. And now that's not just faith and faith for faith's sake, because again, with the Pentecostal charismatic side, there is that, you know, word of faith movement where you name it and claim it and just say whatever you want and faith, faith, faith. And and it's misplaced faith. It's faith in other things. As Christians, we need to have our faith placed in what God himself says, according to his word. So if you read in the Bible and the Bible says, you know, what we're talking about here, it does say it, not if, but it does, then you you have a choice. 
You're either going to accept it by faith or you're not. You're going to ignore it. You're going to continue going in the direction you're going in where it's feelings-based. And that is extremely, extremely dangerous. You cannot live for God without faith. It's impossible to please him without faith. Mm -hmm. Okay, now the question I had originally asked um, talking about believing what we were talking about regarding you know having a proper understanding of our identity if we are walking in faith believing it accepting it how will that affect the way we live well alongside with what melanie mentioned before i think it also reorders our priorities mm-hmm. if you understand that christ is lord that you ultimately have given up your authority over your own life to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, it changes your priorities. It no longer matters that you plan to go to college and get all these fancy degrees and get into this billion-dollar business. It doesn't matter. If it's not within the will of God, is it worth your time? Is it worth your focus? God may have other plans for you. I can speak to that for myself. I planned to go through medical school. I even got into the the SEJEP on a bursary because of my great grades in the sciences in high school. The moment I got there, bam. I just couldn't absorb the knowledge. My grades went from like high 90s to like 60s and low 50s. It was awful. And it was just out of nowhere. I couldn't explain it. But all my other courses, my Englishes, my social studies, my economics classes, all through the roof, high 90s. And honestly, at this point, I think it was the will of God. I honestly believe that he was telling me, Ezra, I know this is a field that intrigues you. I know that this is something that you enjoy, but you need to give this up and pursue something else. I'm still looking for a career path that I feel you know, it fulfills me. Where I'm working now, I'm very happy because I, I know my managers are listening. Thanks for listening, by the way. Thanks for subscribing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, by the way. <laughs> but in, in terms of what I planned for my future, God asked me to give it up. And when I didn't give it up, he said, well, then I'm going to make it harder for you because you told me that I'm your Lord. This is what you told me. So if you're not willing to give up your dreams for me, what else? Well, what are you doing with me? I asked you to serve me. You said you wanted to serve me. So serve me. Mm. And where I am now, I'm a moderately successful podcaster with lots of experience in sound engineering. And all through my life, God has been training me in this when I was... Uh, at my dad's church when I was in only the fifth grade. That's when I started. And all through my life, I've been building that skill. And when I moved into another church, I did sound there where I was told, hey, you've got a natural talent for this. We want you to help serve in the church with this. And so I did. And all through my life, God has been building me up and giving me skills that I never thought I, I could ever use for him and I think it's important that acknowledging that Jesus is Lord will change your priorities because you know I'm not the master of my life anymore Christ is and my job 
is to make sure that I am in his will, not my own, Amen. not the world's, not the government's, but God's will first. Yeah. For those that do not know, explain to the public what a CJEP is. Okay, so a CJEP in <laughs> is exclusive to Quebec in that we have cut out the last couple of years of high school that most people in other countries, even other provinces have, and we cut out the first couple of years of college, university, and shoved them all together because they didn't feel like people leaving high school at 18 years old, 19 years old, uh, prepared them enough for the rest of the world and uh, higher education. Right. Thank you very much for answering. Do any of the other panelists that did not answer, would they like to answer? I guess that's just me, right? <laughs> Well, uh, technically, I didn't answer the question either. Oh, that's fair. Greg, what do you think about the question? No, no I'm, I want to know what you think. Oh, so how does it influence my life to know my standing yes. with God? Well, kind of like what has been said, right? And obviously, I don't want to repeat myself or, or what other people are, are saying. But this idea that everything that we do is based more or less on how uh, we perceive ourselves and how we allow the perception of others to influence what we do. Mm -hmm. um, this week I just came to the realization that most of my, uh, my goals in life in terms of like professional and arts and a bunch of stuff were essentially all going to have been reached before I reached the age of 30. And I got really scared about that because I'm like, well, what's next? What, what's left? If, you know, I barely going through my quarter life crisis and it's all done. And my dad just reminded me, he's like, well, once you're done, there's just more stuff to do, which is true. Right. It's like, well, our podcast is 12th position. That's one thing to do. There's 11 other spots we can steal from people. <laughs> Who was like, number one? Uh, Tony Evans. Oh no. So, well, <laughs> I mean, we could potentially just bump him. It's fine. We'll make it there. Regardless. Um, so, um, yeah. So that's one thing. But it's really about allowing God to guide us. Um, if you would have told me when I was, you know, when I just got saved that, you know, we'd be taking care of a ministry or that we'd attempt to plant, plant a church and that we'd be friends with people in high places and whatnot. Like, that would make no sense to me. Completely, but here we are. Unless you're referring to Melanie, what friends in high places? I don't want to name drop. Okay, all right. What? Let's not do that. But just so it's like it's great You'll to figure have it out like soon. a bunch of things, you know, regarding uh, where God has led us. You know, I got to travel. I got to do a bunch of things, and yes. um, it, it's crazy that our voice is being heard by people around the world, and so we just, you know live and learn and hope that as we spend more time in prayer that God will continue to to guide us. Amen. And uh, yeah, I think it's a blessing, especially since our group is going through, I guess, some sort of a renewal in prayer. And I think yeah. it's very important that we do yeah. that. And, and uh, I'm already starting to see the effects of it. Amen. And what he's done for us, he can do for others. For those of you yeah. listening out there, let me just share this with you. Uh, and we will be ending the podcast. Mick and I had felt that we should start a podcast years before we actually started the Fancy File podcast. We had planned. We even did like 
like some ghetto recording. I remember, okay, going um, to a park and like writing out stuff we were gonna do. We just, it just never happened. And and look at how like you could get into that like thought. Well, it's never happening. It's never happening. And then, but yet when you take that step of faith, look at what God does. God opens that door. Um, so maybe for some of you out there, you need to take a step of faith and start. Well, read the Bible. If you're not as a Christian reading the Bible, uh, do it. Just do it. Do it now. And believe what you're reading. And actually, you're going to find that as you read the Bible, your faith will grow. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So next podcast, we're going to we will jump right into verse five. I do believe there were some things I wanted to discuss before we moved on to verse five and i feel that we've adequately done that so for the fancy file podcast i am your host greg the scott and i want to thank my panelists for being with me today mickey thank you for having me you feel rejoiced i'm rejoiced good rexy always a pleasure do you feel that mick is rejoicing for sure good mel flow thank you for having me. You're welcome. And that is our show.